You're listening to In It Together, a podcast curated by the Ride Out Lyme Health and Wellness team. I'm Brandy Dean, founder and president of Ride Out Lyme, and our mission is raising funds to help those impacted by Lyme and other tick-borne diseases pay for their treatments. This In It Together podcast is an offering not just for those with Lyme disease, but for anyone struggling in any way and looking for hope and inspiration. Join us for heartfelt conversations about what gets us through as we walk our journeys. No matter where you are or what your situation is, our team here at Ride Out Lime want you to know that we are right there with you behind you all the way. My name is Patricia Kosalich. I'm the newest co-host on the In It Together Ride Out Lime podcast team. You may have heard my voice previously as a moderator on the Healthcare Equity Panel. Today, we discuss Garrett Larson's journey building a successful career as an entrepreneur and a health coach. He is also on the Right Outline Advisory Board. Please note this is Garrett's experience and only Garrett's experience. As a person recovering from tick-borne illness, Garrett is currently in a place where he can build a career and we celebrate that. There are stages and seasons to healing. It is not linear. So no matter where you are in your healing process, you are worthy. Whether you are currently working or not working, neither of us want you to feel shame. This is a compassionate space. Healing can be a full-time job, and it is a brave and important one. So, without further ado, let's talk about Garrett. Hey, Garrett. Thank you for agreeing to be here today to talk about building a successful career with invisible illness. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm actually really good right now. Um, It's been a good day, so I'm excited to talk to you about this. I know that we've gone back and forth a little bit about having this conversation and and talking it through. And so I'm excited to be here. Well, thank you. I'm excited to hear what you have to share. A quick note about Garrett. He's extremely professional and great at communicating, which is what inspired this conversation. And he also works with other folks recovering from chronic illnesses and invisible illnesses, talking about building a successful career. So he has a wealth of knowledge on this subject. Garrett, to start, can you Tell us a little more about your career journey and how this evolved for you. Yeah, absolutely. Also, thank you for saying that. I really appreciate that. It's been a long journey. I guess I'll start there. So I've been um, always a passionate person and I've always had many different dreams and aspirations and things that I've wanted to do and a lot of things that I wasn't able to do because of Lyme and how that's affected my life. And so I've needed to shift what that looks like on a practical level versus, you know, just how I feel about it. And so I have been a part of a lot of different things and I've always been interested in everything. I, growing up, I was like, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I want to like, like literally, I mean, I went from, I want to be a firefighter to a doctor, to a teacher, to a whatever, like I've wanted to do all of, all of those things. And so as I grew up and when I, I got sick as a teenager, and so that really affected the practicality of what I was doing. um, But mentally, I was still really focused on, hey, I want to do all of these things. How do I make that happen, regardless of how horrible I feel currently? And so I started out um, actually doing some, you know, manual labor, labor work in the entertainment industry a little bit. And then I had um, several jobs in childcare. were probably my favorite jobs ever. I worked at a preschool. um, And then I did some other special one on one aid work. And I kind of worked in that in that world and that was really fun and exciting and then it was at that point where I started getting really really sick and I remember I took at least a year off of work if not longer and I kind of had some ins ins and outs of like I was working and then I wasn't working 
And at that point, I realized I need to figure out how to, like, to put it plainly, I need to figure out how to survive and live and be able to make money while I'm still feeling horrible. I had the wonderful opportunity to be supported by my parents in a lot of different ways, whether it was living at their house or they would help pay for some bills or they would cover different medical costs. And so I was really supported in that way. Um, but it still kind of left this void of like, I like to work. Like I, and, and people who know me well know that I love to work and I will work as many hours as it takes to get something done. And so that's kind of where I started. And it was a long-winded answer. It was a great answer though. And it brings up a couple different points to explore. So could you, if you feel comfortable, share a little more about that period, even when you took a break from working and maybe what that looked like emotionally, because it's such a common experience for anyone recovering from an invisible illness. And it's important to be compassionate and aware and aware of the resources we have. And I don't know about you, it seems like sometimes that identity work during that time actually Mm -hmm. sets us up for a stronger foundation in the long run. Exactly. So So I learned, yeah, totally. You've hit the nail on the head on that one. So I, it's interesting. I, I can look back now, now that I'm kind of in a different space, I've been able to look back and see all of the things that I learned from those experiences and why those were so important to have. Granted, I don't wish it upon anyone. I'm actually really grateful for some of the stuff that had happened because I wouldn't be the person I am today without it. So that particular thing that I I had referenced was I had a new job at a, um, I was doing some like one-on-one aid work. um, And I had the job for maybe a couple weeks and then I really, I had like a severe flare up. I mean, I had been sick before then and I, nothing was really like fixed, but I was like, I need to work. I need to get these things figured out. And this job was really great. I was, I was really loving it. And then things just started getting worse and worse and worse. And I started calling out a little bit more and was, cause I was just physically unable to get out of bed. And so, and then it got to the point where I was, I was unable to drive. And so I had some pretty, I had some pretty severe brain fog. Those were some of my symptoms along with a a couple other things. And so I was unable to like physically get there and do my job and complete it. And so it got to the point where I I had to quit my job because I was unable to um, complete it to the, the way that it needed to be done. You know, I couldn't actually do my job. So I was you asked about my emotions. <laughs> so I was devastated um, because I, I wanted to work. I, I had a high level of responsibility for what I was doing and, and the job that was given to me. It required a lot of one-on-one attention with this um, particular child I was working with. And I, I felt like I had let them down. I had let my boss down. I was letting myself down. But the reality was that I'm dealing with something that I didn't fully understand what was going on yet at the time. And this was like right before, I think I wasn't think I was officially diagnosed yet. And it was, it was rather heartbreaking um, and frustrating. And I, I didn't work for a long time after that because I needed to figure out what was going on with me. And I couldn't go to an employer and say, hey, can I have a job here? And then, you know, have that same thing happen again. And obviously we don't know what's going to happen and, and maybe that wouldn't have. But um, looking at it now, it totally would have because I needed a lot of time to heal and work through the things that was going on. Thank you for your vulnerability and sharing that. And I suspect a lot of folks listening will relate to that experience. The undiagnosed phase especially is so tricky to navigate with the ambiguity. And how do you even explain 
to an employer what's happening when there's no answer on paper right. about what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very challenging. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's still challenging sometimes, but. Yes, even with a diagnosis, it's still challenging. So how did you re-enter the workforce? It's a great question. Um, I had to think about that for a second. So I had originally found a job online um, to where I would do some social media marketing. And that's kind of what kicked off where I am today. So I have been working remotely on and off, but like pretty consistently for about six years now. And that has been a game changer for me. So when everything happened with the pandemic and people started working remotely, if they still you know, had that chance or opportunity, I got a lot of calls from people. They're like, how do I do this? I can't like get out of my bed. I just like end up staying there and then I don't get my work done. Do I wear my pajamas? Like, what do I do? How do I work from home? Like some really like practical questions. And I, I laughed. I was like, oh, I didn't think I was ever going to get these types of questions. And so I ended up doing that social media marketing for a while. Um, and I'm still doing it to some capacity. I've just kind of switched what I'm doing. And um, that kicked off the opportunity for me to still be able to, to live and, and to be able to make money. But then I was on a really other practical level. I was able to take care of my health in whatever way that it needed because my, my time wasn't being micromanaged. I didn't have to get up, get in my car, drive to a job be there for eight hours, and then drive home. It was the, the work just needed to get done. And I was able to do that from my house. Perfect. That flexibility seems like a key component. It is. It's not always available to everyone. But I think due to, you know, COVID and everything that's going on right now, companies are recognizing that they can work from home in a larger and greater capacity. And so I think there will be more opportunities as things start developing and we, as you know, as we get there. Absolutely. It'll be interesting to see how circumstances unfold as we go forward. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You juggle a lot. You wear a lot of hats and you wear them well. <laughs> so, Thank you. I don't think I always wear them well, but I do wear a lot of hats. <laughs> could you tell us a little more about the hats you wear? and how you manage them. It seems so common to talk about productivity or time management. And I'm curious what that means to you and if you even use those words. I do, actually. So I love to be a learner. I love to learn as many things as possible. Even before we jumped on this, I was watching a YouTube video from um, this finance person that I follow because I'm doing a really big deep dive in a different finance and investment right now. Um, as I'm looking to grow and expand some of the things that I'm doing. And so I'm trying to to learn you know, from the people who have already done it. And so we have an incredible amount of resources, whether it's podcasts, it's books, it's YouTube videos, um, you know, it's, it's Instagram. I mean, there are so many people out there um, who claim to be experts. Some of them are, some of them aren't, but there, there's, <laughs> that's, that's a place of learning too, right? Because we can look and see, and we can see the information that we're receiving and we'll be able to, to bounce it back against other things. And and, and learn from that. So that's a little bit about kind of resources um, that I, I like to use. Um, productivity is definitely a big thing, um, especially when you can have days or moments or times where you really don't feel good um, and you have the flexibility in a job, you need to be able to maximize the time and effort that you have. And so that's probably a big thing for me in terms of maximizing um, my time and efforts. I live out of my Google calendar. Everything is color coded. 
um, and everything is time blocked. And so I'll time block down to the minute um, or I'll time block um, out of specific hours. That gives me a little bit more flexibility and things that need to get done. Um, and everything has a deadline. That's not great for everybody, but that is how I operate. And I would not be functioning or successful if I didn't do that for me. So in terms of the hats that I'm wearing, I do wear a lot of hats. Um, and I ended up a couple of years ago, I think I officially launched, I'm going to need to look at the, the date, but I, had a, I launched my own company that is a coaching and consulting company. And so I do two larger different things. And it's funny that we're having this conversation right now. Um, I'll get back to that in a second. But in terms of my coaching, so I do health coaching and I do you know chronic disease support coaching. And so I'm able to work with people who are dealing with an invisible illness or dealing with a chronic illness. And I, and I really help be there as a place of support for them. Um, you know, I don't, I don't tell anybody, you know, what to do or, or, or how to do it, but I can give resources and support in different areas that might benefit them. Um, also work with their practitioner, whether it's their, uh, their doctor or nutritionist or other people that they're working with. Um, if they're looking to have that type of support, we can really create that whole person um, care and team approach. Uh, Cause I think that's really vital, especially for people battling chronic illnesses, you need a lot of support in different areas and not, ev- not one person has all the answers. And I think that's really important to recognize and then take some steps forward to, to get that. And I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, in terms of the consulting. And so I, I wanted to be able to do things in, in all areas and spheres. Right. And so consulting is a funny word because you can be a consultant in anything. Um, what validity that has, you know, you'll have to figure that out. Um, but in terms of what I do, I actually was talking to my friend about this a couple of days ago and she was asking me about my niche market. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I really have one. And she's like, well, talk to me about the companies and people that you worked with in the last couple of years. And we basically identified that I work with um, high visionary leaders that are generally in a startup, whether it's brand new or within its first couple of years, um, and they're well-funded that's like the niche that I've, I've kind of ended up in, which is funny. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm only doing that. I, I like to work with a lot of different companies and I like to really work on business strategy and working with the, um, generally the leader or, of the organization or the executives um, and, and work as the number two person or really having that, being that person that's on the outside that's less emotionally involved um, so that I can see kind of where there are different um, gaps in what they're doing or what they're looking for. So maybe they have a problem. These are my favorite things. It's like they come to me with a problem and it's like, how do we fix it? Right. And so then I get to help dive into that, whether that's with me or I'm able to bring in other people to do that. It's been really fun. So that's like the large umbrella of what I do. But I do, it's, I, I do want to bring this one thing up um, that I'm doing right now that I think is applicable to this. I was, um, was recruited to work for a company called Modi Health. And Modi Health is a integrative platform that really works on that whole person care approach. And so that's something that I brought up a little bit ago. Um, And they are a telehealth and telemedicine platform that focuses really on providing um, any type of care under one virtual roof that anyone may need, whether it's from traditional doctors to more naturopathic doctors to health coaches, life coaches. Um, fitness instructors, you name it, there, there's people on there for that. And so I was recruited for this company to come in um, and work with them and help set up their network of practitioners um, and help manage that and 
do some other higher level strategy, you know, business stuff. Um, it's all, those are all fancy words, right? But it's basically, you know, help the company thrive and grow. And so that's probably the most exciting thing that I've done in the last year. And yeah, I wear a lot of hats, but it's really fun. Um, obviously the right outline thing and doing this in it together podcast to help start this. And so I am a co-host on this one as well, which is really fun. Um, I get to work with a lot of amazing people. And what I loved about the the in it together, you know, podcast and everything we do with Ride Out Lime was it really bridged two gaps for me where I was able to do something really tangible um, for people in the Lime community. Um, and then it also brought together the whole, you know, we partner with SoulCycle and a couple of other companies. And so I, you know, my love for SoulCycle is obvious. Um, if you've seen my <laughs> Instagram or, you know, it's just an I, avid soul cyclist. A hundred percent. I am one of those people. I have a bike in my room, you know, and so I've really I feel really grateful um, for where I'm at right now and just this opportunity, just the different opportunities that have been given over the years, because I worked so hard for so many years to get to where I'm at and I'm and I'm finally seeing the return on that. And so I feel I feel overwhelmed with um, a lot of gratitude and a lot of love for the people that have helped get me here um, because I wouldn't be there without them. So many goodies to unpack. I'm all over the place. Sorry, I'm like, I'm like on fire. (laughs) (laughs) No, you are. So one of the many things I would like to discuss further is the support team or support network. Mm. You talked about in coaching, of course, there is a whole team for helping a person recover or being with you and working alongside you as you pave your way. And that's a whole other topic. (laughs) In yes, terms of the career journey, though, can you tell us more about the team mm-hmm. and your process for getting to where you are? Because you shared earlier, you started experiencing symptoms as a teenager. And so keeping in mind that your entire adult life, you've been navigating this. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested in how you got to where you are now. Yeah. Um well, I mean, the first people I'd have to thank is my parents, 100%. Um, they have been really, really supportive um, in this process of, you know, I mean, my mom has spent more hours than I could ever imagine researching Lyme and then, you know, trying to figure out like what to do to get me better, right? Because she wanted to help me. Um, and then, and same thing with my dad. And my dad, it's funny about my dad, my dad's a business owner as well. Um, very entrepreneurial minded, um, really, really smart guy. and he's always been supportive of my dreams and ambitions and the things that I've wanted. And anytime I'd come to be like, I want to do this. He's like, great, do it. You know, sounds great. You know, why, why not? Or this makes a lot of sense. Or, or if there was something that I wanted to do that was um, maybe out of alignment with um, the things I've talked about in the past, or maybe I was just frustrated and I just wanted to work. um, He would push back on that. And I needed people in my life to give me the honest answer. So my parents, a hundred percent, um, and then I had some key friends in my like inner circle of, of people who I really value their opinion um, and trust what they have to say. And so they've never been afraid to tell me like, you know, Garrett, I don't think this is it. Or, or maybe, you know, Garrett, this is absolutely it. Like, how do I help you get here? And so a lot of support from the people that I love and trust. And so I think it's important when you're going through something like this to find um, just a key group of a couple people. Um, I'm not one to like shout everything from the rooftops about all the things that I'm dealing with or, or the struggles or, you know, things I may need help on. 
Um, but I've really established a really solid group of people. Um, and then, I mean, I haven't even talked about my doctors. And so I've had some really, really great support in those areas. And then I've had some, some not great support. And so finding, um, finding the ones that really are your greatest advocate is huge. And so like right now I have my doctor right now is the absolute best. I adore her and she is so for me. And so in my corner and will totally call me out when I need to be called out on things. Um, and you know, you know, Garrett, you need to slow down. You need to do this. Like, how are you doing on, on, on this regimen? You know, different things like that. So having a really key group of people, um, I think it's the first step. Absolutely. Can you share more about the process of gaining whatever technical skills, hard skills, soft skills, whatever it is you needed career-wise, because it seems like now you're living in alignment with the hats you wear. It seems like they fit you and your values and your strengths. So I'm curious how you went from whatever the worst was undiagnosed and dealing with all of these wacky symptoms to now thriving. It looks like (laughs) not that it's always easy. Correct. Yeah, it's not always easy. Um, it's been a week, let me tell you, um, <laughs> for many reasons. So I probably the learning part. Um, so I, I love to learn as much as I can about anything when it's put in front of me. Right. So if it's a, a company that comes to me, like I have this problem and I don't know enough about whatever that is like, great. I know somebody that does, you know? And so I think networking one is really important, but let me go back to the learning thing for a second. So um, I had mentioned, you know, YouTube and I mean, you can learn anything pretty much that you need to learn off of the internet. We have some of the greatest tools and resources that are free most of the time, you know, in front of us, you know, YouTube and Google are a huge resources, um, books, podcasts, you know, all of those things. Like if you have a passion for something and you want to do it, um, start learning about it you know, start networking with people that already do that come in as an intern. Um, I think there's such a value to working um, for somebody and not getting paid for it. I can tell you, I can say how many internships I've taken over the time because I wanted to do something, but I wasn't able to like have it as a job. I was like, great, but I still want to experience this and I still want to do this. I need to figure out if this is the right thing for me. So I mean, I've interned for a lot of different people over the years um, in a variety of different um, industries. And so I think that is really key and really important. And if you're really sick right now and, and you're unable to do that, that should be your focus. Um, and as horrible as that sounds sometimes and, and as, as that can feel, um, you need to be in your best position possible to be able to do the things that you want to do. Because if you're not, you know, obviously I'm, I can't speak for you as your, as your medical provider because I'm not one um, and I'm not giving medical advice, but you need to be healthy enough or in a, in, in a healthy position um, in all of your spheres, right? So phys- physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, like there's different components that make us a person and we need to be in alignment with those things. And so if you're not, like that should be the focus. And I hated hearing that. Um, but then when I would try to go and do things when I was like out of balance or out of alignment or not doing well, it made it worse or I would fail at it and I'd have to try it again later when if I would have just waited and had a little more patience then I would have been able to be have been successful with it. Mm, there's a lot going on there and you Garrett we know are a very ambitious type a driven person you want to go achieve your dreams and make them happen and we love seeing that passion in you and what you also brought up 
that's important potentially for folks listening is it's important to be healthy first. Mm-hmm. What breaks my heart and feels important to acknowledge is when perhaps someone is in a place where it isn't best for them to work and they have to work anyway mm-hmm. because maybe they don't qualify for resources or disability and they either need to keep a roof over their head or they have a family to provide for. And that's what we see sometimes as a side note that is so difficult. So if anyone is going through that, it brings up our title not to be cheesy in it together. <laughs> I, we can, no, I don't know what else to say. It's no, hard. It's, no, it's true. And, I, I, and, and you brought up a really good point because there, unfortunately, there are things that are not available to everybody. Um, and I, and I wish that wasn't the case and, and I, and I hope we get to, to see a change in that. Um, but that's where that community and that network piece is really important. And, you know, and we invite you to come be a part of Ride Out Lime and be a part of this community. We are really well knit together and we know a lot of people and, and, you know, we want to rally behind you as a person. Um, you know, it's why we have our grant program. Our grant program is amazing because we are able to provide grants, um, and funds for people who are you know, undergoing Lyme treatment to help pay for that. You know, that's one, that's like one of the biggest things that we do. Um, but the other big thing is, you know, we build a beautiful community of people um, from all over. I have, I have right out Lyme friends all over the nation and it's, and it's really fun um, to be able to, you know, obviously pre-pandemic, we were able to get together and, and go to events and things like that. But starting there is, is, is I think key. And then working out the other stuff, you know, because because maybe you'll meet somebody who will be able to help and support you um, in the way that you you need to or, or point you in a direction of resources. You know, I wish I had all the answers and I wish I was able to just help and, and support everybody. But unfortunately, that's not the case. And we need to be able to um, point people in the right direction um, when we can and, and just be there for one another. Thank you so much for pointing that out because it is so important to name since we're all in different places and with invisible illness there's a diverse array of experiences and a spectrum we have so many shared experiences and then so many different experiences too so gary if you have anything to say about what advice would you give to someone who's maybe in that place where currently they need to focus on their health and take a step back from working. We have so many driven folks who end up being fatigued or having other symptoms. And it's so hard to stop working and stop doing when we are go, 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 go getter people. Yeah, that's my everyday struggle. Um, Cause I will, <laughs> I, I'll, I really have to take a step back and, and check myself and say, you know, have I done too much today or do I need to stop? Like, can this wait? till tomorrow. So like a really practical thing is when my brain is racing and I know there's a hundred things I need to get done. I'll write, I'll do a, a brain dump and I'll write everything out on a piece of paper and, and I'll really look at, okay, what is crucial, you know, time sensitive right now? Oftentimes it's none of those things. Most of them, if not all of them can wait until tomorrow. And so, um, that's like my first little thing about that. Um, but to, to get at your question, it's hard. And, and I empathize. I empathize with that question. I empathize with the people that are sitting um, there in that moment, because um, that's a daily practice that I actually have to, to manage. Um, but it's been a longer term practice that I've had to, to really live out. And it's hard. Um, and it sucks. 
like there there is no other easy way to say it um when you when you are forced to do something that is against what you want to do or against who you are that sucks um no question my invitation though um is to maybe look at it from a different perspective and say okay this sucks right now but is this going to help me in the long run will i be healthier and better later we we don't know we don't know those answers um but if there's a chance and a hope and an opportunity then that may be something that we need to do and so my i try to look at everything from the perspective of, of an invitation um when you get a no great that's that wasn't for you you know something else is for you and there there's a greater invitation somewhere else and so i think that um when we're able to shift our perspective it helps a little bit um, but that's where we really need to lean on um, our people and our network, um, and then and then also who we are as individuals, right? You are a strong, independent, resilient person. Like you can do this um, type of thing. That's often something I say to myself a lot. Um, but like, we really, really are resilient people, and we can handle it. You know, I, it's funny when you when you get to a certain part in in. I don't want to speak for everybody, but in, in certain parts of Lyme, like you can meet somebody and you'd be like, oh, you feel that way too? Oh, no way, me too. And you know, you give a little high five and because you, you guys get it, you understand it. And you're like, all right, well, this sucks, but we're in it we're gonna, and we're going to make it. You know, when I, I, I had done a, a podcast, it's actually our very first one um, on In It Together. And I think Sharon had asked us, you know, what's something that you would tell yourself? And, and my answer was that I'm going to make it and that I'm going to be okay. Because off for so many times, for sorry, my words are getting jumbled. For so long, I didn't think that I could or that I was going to. Um, and now that's the mantra that I live by. It's like nothing's going to take me down. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to handle this. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to be resilient. All of those things. Um, when I, you know, when I feel horrible and when, and when I need to take a step back and when, you know, when I hit that, that roadblock and I got to stop and pivot to something else maybe need to pivot back and look at myself and handle something in my health journey. Sorry, that's a lot. I'm just, I got a, I got a lot of thoughts around this. Lots of great thoughts. I'm taking a moment to catch up. Gary. No, no, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's okay. I, uh, yeah, I threw a lot at you. I think that, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get back to even some of the stuff that we're talking about. You know, so we're talking about building a successful career with an invisible illness. I think getting down to the really deep practicals of that is, um, is, is looking at it and writing it out. Um, not everybody likes writing. I think it can be helpful. And, you know, but write out what are the things that you want to do? Um, and don't put a limit on it. Don't, don't automatically discount it or, or count yourself out um with what it is you know so when i when i graduated high school i wanted to be a search and rescue swimmer that was like my dream that's what i wanted um i still haven't done it um but i've been able to help a lot of other people um through a lot of different avenues and so maybe what we want um isn't exactly what we think it looks like and so getting to that that place of understanding and, and switching our perspective. Um, you might not know that. You might not know that ever, or you might not know that for a couple of years. I mean, who knows what it's what the purpose is for all these things that we're going through. But um, I can I can say without a shadow of a doubt that I can look back on all of the things that I've gone through and and know that I would not be the person I am today. And I wouldn't be able to help the people that I'm currently helping 
had I not gone through these things. Garrett, what I'm hearing is your ability to transition and stay in alignment with who you are. And what I will add personally is when we go through a life event like this, there are so many changes and we can learn to adapt and be flexible and create or recreate a life that we love and can be excited about and wake up in the morning saying, this is the life I want and that makes me feel jazzed in the morning. (laughs) And it's so possible to do that. It just, like you said, may not be the exact mechanics of what you originally anticipated. Mm -hmm. So what you said about a list is a great idea. And there's so many stories, story after story of someone recovering from an invisible illness who maybe they do exactly what they originally dreamed and maybe they find a new and potentially even better way to be in alignment with those core values. But the what is different. The why might be similar and the what could be different. Or maybe the why even changes and deepens. What has been your experience? That's a great question. So I actually, um, I didn't know. I didn't necessarily know who I was or who I wanted to be. Um, I knew what I wanted to look like. Um, But at my core, I really had to, to look deep inside and, and have some help and have some people, you know, really bring some things out of me and, and share their perspective on things that really made that easier. Um, and just like, just an easier process. Um, so let me, let me kind of break that down. So I, I knew that I loved, you know, helping people that could look like a lot of things. I mean, I could have been a nurse. I could have been a search and rescue swimmer. You know, I, I could have, um, you know, been an advocate. I could have worked, I could have worked in a corporate job and I could have brought people coffee. Like that could have been me helping people like that. It, there's so many different things to that. Um, but I knew what I wanted it to look like. I wanted it to be a certain type of thing. And so my journey and perspective of that has actually been really challenging. Um, because I, even to this day, I will constantly fight with myself to say, Oh, it doesn't look the way like I want it to. Um, so then I need to check my why. And it's like, why do I want it to look that way? It's probably not for great reasons, right? You know, those could be um, things that are just like not actually going to bring me any joy. And so when I'm able to, to check myself and look back at, you know, my, my whys and, and the things that I'm doing, it helps put things in perspective for myself. Um, but I would say it's definitely ch- hard and challenging. And even to this day, I'll, I will do that. It's like, oh, it's not enough. It's like what I'm doing isn't enough. I need to do more. And so that, that's kind of my current process right now is like I need to be doing more and which is great because on on some level there may be room and growth and expansion in in my business and what I'm doing and 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 I'm looking at that actually which is is fun and exciting and and challenging in all its different ways um but then other times I need to sit back and be like no I need to be really grateful for where I'm at right now because where I was at six years ago I would have never have imagined or dreamed of where I'm at today that gratitude is so important and celebrating the accomplishments of how far you've come because it's a long mm-hmm. way and letting other people celebrate you too. So, cause I, I don't love that. And it's like, no, I need to celebrate my accomplishments. I used to not be able to get out of bed, you know, and now I can go to soul cycle three times in a day. Like that's crazy. I would have never have guessed that. And, you know, 
and that stuff changes and switches and there are seasons for that but celebrating your own wins is and and being grateful for that really changes that internal dialogue Mm. garrett thank you for letting us celebrate you today because we are celebrating you by talking about this journey you've been on and that you're still on and i would guess everyone listening is celebrating your growth and everything that you've been able to accomplish to this date and everything, the bright future you have ahead of you. So I'm excited to see it. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. I want to be, I want to be the greatest support for people. Um, and, and whatever that looks like that, that means success to me. Um, you know, if I, if I can get behind you and your dream and your vision and what you're doing, that is, um, that's all I want to do. And so I'm really, really happy and grateful for where I'm at today. And I love that we get to do this, um, this podcast, and we're able to, to highlight different things of what we're all going through. And, you know, obviously, in different capacities, and we all have our journeys, we all have our stories, but there is this place of camaraderie that we all have. And um, it's just, I love it. It's exciting. One more question. How do you define success? Keeping in mind the different stages and seasons of your life, the phase where you couldn't get out of bed and then where you are now. Yes, great question. Um, I actually feel like I have different answers for different things um, and, and different seasons that changes. Um, so right now, it's being able to check it off my list. Um, a, couple, a couple months ago or, or last year that, maybe would have been more on I'm seeing the impact of something on someone else's life. And that was more, that was like, okay, what I did, this is successful. Like we were able to accomplish something that changed someone's life's success, you know, checking that off the box. Um, right now, um, it's literally checking things off of my notebook um, or pressing the mark done in my Google calendar. Um, on a, and, I, and I think that's really practical. And I think that's on a very, um, more micro scale on a, on a macro scale and on a larger one, I think checking the gratitude level, um, and, and having a good perspective on like, what do I want to accomplish? Am I accomplishing it? Um, and then checking the reason why. And so is it, am I doing this to have, you know, a bunch of money and a bunch of cars and a bunch of houses and, and whatever it's like, that could be your version of success. Um, and, and that's great for some people. And that, that brings them, you know, the greatest joy. I think what's important though, is like really checking our, our own selves and, and saying, you know, what, what actually brings me joy and am I doing things to get there? Then I'm being successful. I know that sounds controversial, but that's, that's my perspective on it. Thank you. That joy piece feels significant. Yes, that is, uh, that's, that's huge for me. Um, you know, am I, am I experiencing joy? Um, am I choosing it? It's, it's not just a thing to be happy. It's, you know, am I, am I living, breathing, experiencing and choosing joy on a daily basis? Um, and does that reflect itself in my work and in my career? Mm. How do you feel you reflect that in your work and career? I would say by the work that I'm doing um, right now in the, you know, the companies that I'm working with and, and the people that I work with, you know, we're, 
we're changing the world, you know, we're changing people's lives. And that brings me an immense amount of joy um, because I'm able to reach more people than I ever have. And so um, that's great. How I, you know, and how that reflects my team as well. So, you know, how my team feels, um, you know, are they experiencing joy and and success? Um, You know, I want to see you, you know, live out your greatest, you know, dreams and visions. And and that, that itself brings me joy if those things are being accomplished. Garrett, thank you so much for, um, thank you so much for everything that you've shared today. And I just want to say a big thank you to you for being here today and sharing about your journey. There's so much more we could talk about. So I'm grateful for what we were able to squeeze in and would love to hear people's questions and reactions to every all of the wisdom you've shared. Yeah, I'd love to create a dialogue with, you know, anybody and everybody that wants to. And, you know, I'm sure we'll put, you know, like my email or my Instagram handle or something in the in the show notes. Yeah, in the show notes and, you know, on Instagram or whatever, you know, please feel free to reach out. I'd love to be able to chat with anybody that's, you know, looking for support or, or just wants to dialogue about it or wants to hear more of um, different things that I've gone through. I'd love to share. So whatever it is, I'm here. Garrett, you are a wealth of knowledge and thank you for your openness and everything that you've shared today. So thank you and gratitude. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast and I will talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Many thanks once again to our guest and to you, our listeners, for joining us. It means so much to us to share this time with you and we hope it gave you a boost of strength and encouragement to keep going no matter where you are, knowing that you certainly are not alone. To learn more about Ride Out Lime and the In It Together podcast, please visit www.rideoutlime.org. We love hearing from you. Please also follow us and leave a review so we can keep providing episodes that best support you. Until next time, hold on to the very real hope that there is a way and we will keep finding it together.